Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, it was a pretty wild ride this week for our markets, uh, really for the last few weeks, but this time we're seeing a lot more positive action as we were able to finish positive across the board for our major indexes on the week, not so much onto the day, but I'll get to that here in a second. But between all of the headlines and mixed emotions and so much fear out there in the markets, it would be very tough to tell that our markets just wrapped up their second positive week in a row for the first time since the end of October and the beginning of November of 2021. That is the ride that we have been on for the last two months now, and we think that we're starting to see some important pattern changes here. I'll cover that all in our podcast today, but be sure to stay tuned until the end because we're also seeing some signs that are really telling us that investors are ready to get back to a risk on type of market here. That's exactly what you want to see if you're bullish. So I'm going to cover all of that here today between earnings jobs report, our major indexes, what we're seeing in this pattern change, especially from the internals. And then of course, like I said, this risk on environment that we're really starting to see just getting really in the early innings here. I haven't seen a whole other, a whole lot of other people talking about it at all. So stay tuned for that for the end of it here today. But again, between all of the negativity and headlines out there today, missed earnings, it would have been tough to tell that it was actually a good week for our broad markets. I mean, just think about it. The wild ride we've been on this week between Facebook missing on earnings, falling 25% plus, pulling down all social media names with it, and not just a little bit. I mean, a lot of them hit 52-week lows at about the same time as well. And it brought down a lot of the tech sector as well on that day. Of course, it didn't bring down Trump, Donald Trump's new company, the symbol, of course, DWAC, DWAC. Uh, that is supposed to launch this month here in February. So investors really looking forward to that and had a strong week this week, despite the carnage that we saw earlier in the week from social media companies. We did get a couple social media companies I'll cover here in a second as well when I get to earnings that did have strong earnings and had strong days today. But none of them really had the type of performance you would like to see, like you've seen from DWAC, just steadily higher. I mean, of course you had Snapchat, which was up a massive 58% today. But you have to remember just yesterday, it was at a 52 week low. So it's not exactly where you wanna be. It's not exactly a great looking chart, even after today's action, certainly, not from where it was. I mean, we're still at these prices over 50% below its September highs from last year. So which one would you rather be in, uh, you know, at this point? But so I'll get to all of that here in a second as well. But then after Facebook made it look as if the week was really going to go bad from there, uh, we had Wednesday's ADP jobs number, which did not even come close to estimates missing by 500,000 jobs. 
right? I mean, just abysmal. And then you start to see a little bit of a turnaround. Google and Amazon crushing their earnings up big after that. And then there was a lot of fear going into today's non-farm payrolls, which told a very different story from those ADP numbers. So let's get it started there. Today, the estimates for this BLS report were for 150,000 jobs to be created. The actual number came in at 467,000. Uh, and with December's jobs report revised much higher as well from 199,000 to 510,000. Like I said, that's a bit of a surprise. After Wednesday, a lot of people were saying this could be a terrible jobs report today. And what this tells us, like we've been talking about here, we're still on track for the Fed to raise rates one time this year, not four to five times like people are talking about. But this puts them pretty much in the clear to do that in March, uh, either at 25 basis points or 50 basis points. Either way, our call remains for only one rate hike this year. Really tough to always predict what the Fed's going to do, but the way we see it, that's about all the market can handle right now, unless we start to see some serious strength returning to this economy. And if you dig down into the data for today's jobs reports, you just don't see that kind of strength. Many, many of these jobs were service and hospitality sector jobs. Those are entry level jobs. They're not high paying. They're not the job that that person probably really wants. So this is a far cry from where we were under Trump's presidency, where people were leaving these kind of jobs and getting higher paid jobs. And then you compare that with wage growth, which was up, but still well below inflation levels that is starting to look very much like a stagflation type of environment here as wages fail to keep up with inflation uh so we've said this here from the very beginning welcome to obama's third term slower growth and government growth not the business growth not the free market growth that you want to see not unleashing the economy like we saw in four years under trump imagine what another four years could have done if you can really unleash free market capitalism in the best way possible and keep in mind though even as i tell you these numbers i'm not convinced by that at all i mean you saw the terrible wednesday data you, you know that the biden administration wanted a strong number coming into this friday and just saw a great piece on this today a statistician diving deep into the data here for these jobs report numbers going back years, right? And proving how heavily manipulated these jobs numbers can be. Um, and we've known that, right? These month over month numbers really don't tell you much. It really is more of a, almost a sentiment type of indicator because it makes people feel better about the market or worse, depending on the report. And just so much cherry picking ignoring data that matters, pulling previous jobs forward and cutting uh, other reports as well. I mean, the amount of mental gymnastics they have done to manipulate this data is almost indescribable on this podcast. It would take a week of podcasts every day to even scratch the tip of the iceberg here on how it's, it's exactly like how the Fed manipulates inflation data. We all know inflation is much higher than they're admitting because they cut out all types of essential things in their calculations of inflation. So we all feel it. We all feel that it's higher. 
but the official numbers keep people asleep in so many ways because most people just trust these institutions. I'm not gonna say most people, like it's everybody, because it's certainly the tide has flipped on that one. There's less trust now than in our major major institutions than ever before in modern history, at least. Not saying, obviously, going back to 1776, there was a lot of distrust of uh, the ruling institution at the time, and we broke free from it for a reason. Uh, starting to look like we need a little bit of a repeat here, an awakening uh, for those in government here, because the people are starting to wake up. I mean, look at what is happening in Canada. Absolutely beautiful. So many of, of these provinces are starting to do away with their vaccine mandates, doing away um, with vaccine passports, masking, all of it. And now it's trying to spread to the United States. I mean, those who are censoring people are never on the winning side. If they, if they were winning, they would have no need to censor people. Think about what just happened with Facebook, probably another reason why they fell so much and lost daily active users for the first time in their public history, right? That's a big stat. That is the sign of a company that is struggling. So that is spreading to the United States now as well. The Facebook group for Canadian truckers was shut down. There was one in the US with roughly 130,000 people on this Facebook group just got shut down as well. That's a whole lot of people that are gonna see that and leave your platform. Just like if Spotify was to take off Joe Rogan, I mean, of course, we don't have the, the massive viewership that he does, but we would be gone as well out of solidarity. And where are all of the free speech people saying this as well? The big hitters out there in podcasting and in music standing up on Joe Rogan's side. I mean, you see it a little bit, but you hear the headlines. It's really the headlines, right? I mean, I think there's so many people that do stand with him, but the headlines of like a Neil Young or, you know, these dozen other artists that you've never heard of. Of course, you've heard of Neil Young, but I'm talking about the other artists here that are leaving the platform because of him. We need more people to stand up and say, if you do that, then I will leave your platform. Or if you keep him on there, I will join your platform. But my point here being, somebody had an idea today that the truckers, they were talking about going from California to Washington, but instead that we got the Super Bowl next week. Truckers in California should shut down the Super Bowl. It's being talked about. We'll see if it happens. I mean, talk about a way to send a message there. I love it. Absolutely fully endorse that here. A hundred percent. All right. So got a little off topic there. Let's uh, change gears here. Now look at earnings on the week. Kip talked about this yesterday as well. After we did get the big Amazon beat, uh, that was the big story of the day, but Snapchat beat as well. It was up a massive 59% on the day. Like I said, it was just at 52 week lows, so nothing major there. But Amazon, check this out. Fourth quarter earnings per share, $27.75. Crushing. Wall Street expectations of $3.77. Just a massive beat Uh, on track for, or well, I have to take a look at the final numbers here, but it was on track earlier today for a market gain of 150 billion, just shy of what Apple gained. Uh, Maybe one of the biggest ever, I think it was 180 billion, but Amazon up a massive 13 and a half percent on the day to day. And as a whole, You know, you've seen a lot of the negative earnings headlines, but take a look at it as a whole and you'll see a bit of a different story. So far, Q4 earnings, 
for S&P companies. 54% of companies have reported with 79% beating earnings per share estimates. Not only that, with 24.76% earnings per share growth, that is some serious growth there. And then if you want to look at the estimates as well, 80% topped on sales estimates on 16.8% growth. Remember, we talk about this here often. The market does not peak until earnings peak. There's another major reason here telling us that this bull market has a ways to run. So on that note, let's take a look at our market action on the day. As I mentioned earlier, all of our major indexes finished higher on the week. Now making it the second week in a row of gains for the first time since the end of October and beginning of November. So it certainly feels like a long time since we've had that. So good to see. Definitely a little bit of a pattern change there as well. Uh, so today we only had one sec one major index finishing negative. The Dow turned negative just before the close to finish down 0.06% to 35089 Still finished up on the week. But our leader on the day, just what you want to see, the NASDAQ. Even with the 10-year yield higher on the day today, the 10-year yield now up to a 1.93, was up 5.64% today. So good to see tech. You know, usually people always talk about when you see yields on the rise, it's the worst for tech. That didn't see that today as the NASDAQ was up 1.58% to 14,098. We also saw the semis up on the day today, not by as much, but still solid gains. Next up was the Russell 2000 up 0.57% to 2002. And lastly, the S&P 500 up just over half a percent to 4,500. Now I will point out the NASDAQ and the Russell 2000 both have a little bit of, of work to do here to get back above their 200 day moving average. That would give a lot of confidence back to this market as a whole, but really the technicians in this market, the semis have already managed to do it. They really didn't fall that far below, but we want to see the NASDAQ and the Russell 2000 continue their gains and get back above their 200 day moving average. It would be an important term turn psychologically here for this market. Looking at our internals, on the day today, this is where we're seeing that pattern change as well. Kip covered it yesterday in his podcast. Yesterday, when we had a lot of tech stocks getting hit, 5% plus, and then of course Facebook's massive implosion, yet the markets did not collapse yesterday, and the internals compared to previous weeks actually improved. So when you see results like that on a weekday, that looks a lot like a tell from this market to us here. And we saw it again today. Uh, even if we didn't come back positive, it was still improvement. Declining stocks did beat out advancing stocks on the NYSE, but the NASDAQ came in nearly two to one positive on the day. New 52 week highs to lows continue to be our weak spot, but it can be a lagging indicator. When stocks are at their 52 week lows, of course it makes sense that you're gonna have a higher number until we get a big rally. Uh, but we did come back negative on that for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. But volume was the most impressive on the day, coming in over 2 to 1 positive on the NYSE and NASDAQ coming in over 3 to 1 positive on the day today. So, as I mentioned, overall, this market action and the internals continue to look like a pattern change to us here. Improving internals, back to back week of gains, even though it feels messy, that is how bottoms occur as long as we can hang on to the lows that we got not this monday but the monday before that 
we've marked that as our capitulation lows. As long as those hold, we remain extremely bullish here on this market. Looking at our sectors on the day today, not exactly what you want to see. We finished with five out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. We were led by consumer discretionary, followed by financials, energy as oil continues to rise, technology and communication services. Our laggers on the day were materials, real estate, consumer uh, staples, and industrials. And I'll stick with real estate here for a second because that is one area we want to see improve as well. As a sector, still above its 200-day moving average, but when you look at the housing index, we've got some work to do. It was down again today, 3.44%. Getting closer to those lows that we saw last week as well, or really at the beginning of this week, want to see those levels hold and get back above the 200-day moving average here as well. Finally for today, our VRA Commodity Watch Gold now up 0.23% to 1,808 an ounce. Silver now up about half a percent to $22.48 an ounce. Copper up 0.68% to $4.50 a pound. And oil not just holding on to $90 a barrel, but putting in some work above it today. Now up 2.13% to $92.14 a barrel. Remember our call from last year, a year and a month ago now, was for $100 a barrel over the next 12 to 18 months. So we still got a little time there and only $8 a barrel to go, uh, looking increasingly likely. And like we've talked about here, that is exactly what this Biden administration wants. If they want to continue to pursue the Green New Deal type of strategies they've talked so much about, they need oil at higher prices to make green energy Primarily wind, solar has some upside to it, but at low prices of oil, renewables just can't even compete with our current technology levels. So we've got a ways to go, and certainly our infrastructure could not support an, an entirely green economy. So we've got a ways to go in a hybrid model between the two before we can convert to all renewables, uh, and we see a much higher oil in the interim, especially as they continue to cut, uh, or not continue to cut, we've seen some slight increases from when Biden was first brought into office, but uh, you know they're gonna make this transition a lot harder on us than it has to be, it looks like. Then lastly for today, my final topic here that I mentioned earlier, the risk on areas that we're seeing right now, cryptocurrencies up massive on the day. Bitcoin up a big 11.42% and back above $40,000 of Bitcoin at 40,507. That's really across the board for cryptos. Ethereum up an even bigger 14% to 2,948 for Ether. And also at the same time, we're seeing the dollar falling. Now for six days in a row, that tells us another risk on bullish factor here to watch for. So as risk on continues to be the theme, that's another very bullish tell for our markets here. Um, and certainly we'll be watching and reporting on it here for the podcast. But folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.